tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And uh, hey, Mark, how you doing today, man? <laughs> so far, so far. <laughs> yeah. We're almost to Friday. <laughs> Good grief, man. Why are we doing five-day work weeks at this stage of the game? That's what I want to know. Good grief, man. Come on. <laughs> we should have people bringing us coffee and asking, oh. how was your three-day weekend? You know? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> how did we miss that day in class, Mark? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I um, we haven't said a lot about Anne Haish passing away no. um, after that horrible car wreck. And uh, I, I don't... I know we haven't just because, but I thought it was interesting um, when I want to do this the right way. Yeah. I look at Anne Hayes passing away and I think about Alec Baldwin, you mm. know, posting a thing to her and people, it's like the Hollywood community holds politicians to such a standard. Okay. But yet their own, they don't, you know, their own con, they just, Ignore everything. Yeah. A politician says the wrong thing, and they want him out of office. They want him to never have a job. They you know, want him in jail. But these people, they do whatever they want, whenever they want, and get awards the next year. Right. It's amazing yeah. to me. And Anyway, so there's this uh, podcast now that's popping up. Because now, now that we've had the Internet for over, you know, what, since uh, <laughs> Al Gore invented it in the early 70s. Right, but, yeah. You know, <laughs> the last 25 years, everything's been recorded, it seems, and it's available online. And uh, there's a podcast on YouTube that popped up of uh, um, Anne Hage warning Portia de Rossi about Ellen DeGeneres, you know? And <laughs> wow. I just thought, yeah, how funny is this? It's just, ah, you know, they, and they're the ones that make all the stink about, like, with Donald Trump. Remember how Hollywood reacted to that guy? Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, that just kind of hit me wrong yesterday as that was right. unfolding, you know? It's just, yeah. I mean, I don't. I know that Hollywood turned on Donald Trump because, you know, he, they, they liked him. He was like their little pet monkey or oh, something. He, for yeah, years. he was their darling. He, they booked him yeah. on talk shows. They, but anytime they had an opportunity to get, get him in front of one of their cameras, they did until yeah. he ran against Hillary Clinton. And right. then he became, he, he became the leper you should never touch, you know? <laughs> no, no, he is hey, unclean. I shook his hand. <laughs> Wait a minute, I shook his hand and I lost a thumb. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, it's the Mark and Mac show and getting the heebie-jeebies early. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, the things that, that last break really started a conversation that we, I don't know if we mm. want to pursue or not. No. You know, Mark, I think every once in a while we've known one enough long enough to say, you know what? Here's the stop sign. Let's put a stop sign and a U turn on this. Let's go back to the beginning and, and we'll start over. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> wow. Mark, mm. have, have you heard this story of a 12 year old in a minivan? Have you heard this one? <laughs> Funny you should mention that, Dave. <laughs> a 12-year-old Fresno County, California boy driving his family's minivan saw his planned road trip cut short when he hit a spike strip laid down by sheriff's deputies. Oh, wow. He planned a 200-mile drive from Hanford to Sacramento, where he used to live, 
says a report from the Fresno County Sheriff's Office. The boy was first noticed around 9.30 a.m. Monday in the Riverdale area northwest of Hanford. A sheriff's deputy on patrol saw a cloud of dust ahead of him on the road. When he got to the site, a witness said a minivan had run into a roadside advertising sign and driven off. When the deputy (laughs) caught up to the minivan, the driver refused to pull over, the sheriff's report says. During the pursuit, the boy allegedly ran stop signs, drove on the wrong side of the road, and avoided spike strips laid in his path. About 40 miles after the Riverdale sighting, the, the driver came across a sheriff's sergeant laying down another spike strip on a rural road uh, south of, uh, what is that, Mendota? Uh, the, mm-hmm. the boy allegedly swerved toward the officer, then ran yeah. over the spikes. This, hmm. The disabled van stopped about a mile down the road, and the boy was arrested. He was booked into juvenile hall on suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon, auto theft, and evading police. Nobody was injured during the pursuit. Wow. <laughs> Dude was just homesick. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> wow. I bet if there's a rest of the story, he's got a girlfriend <laughs> in Sacramento. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And she she gave him the Dear John letter over yeah. the phone or email. Yeah, 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 probably so. He steals the family wow. minivan and takes off. I bet that's what happened. Well, the dude's probably grown up playing Grand Theft Auto. Probably. He knows how to drive. Knows mm-hmm. how to use a gun. Knows knows the difference between schoolgirls and not schoolgirls. I mean, yeah. Well, parents, let this be a lesson. When you buy that minivan... Make sure it's a stick. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, um, Mark, there was a movie um, with Jim Carrey called Uh The Truman Show. Oh, yeah. And it was a really interesting movie, I thought. Mm -hmm. And um, at one of the beginning parts of the movie, um, one of the... But it just if you don't know the movie, I'm not going to give the. Well, yeah, you it was what 25 years old. If you don't know about yeah. it, I'm not spoiling anything. But right, yeah, he's he doesn't know he's living basically on a movie soundstage. Okay, right. This he's been raised. He's life, been raised since childhood on a soundstage yeah. and believes this entire yeah. thing is real life. Yeah, right. It's world. And so he's out on the road, and a light falls from the sky and lands and he goes out and looks at it and he's like what in the world and so on the radio he hears a news report that um stuff started falling off of an airplane remember yeah and uh and that's where it began so when i saw airplane part falls from sky my first thought was where is jim carrey you know (laughs) because this could be truman too well a metal object believed to have fallen from a transatlantic jet came crashing down outside of the main state house landing with a loud bang just feet from a capitol police officer the wow. federal aviation administration was alerted friday and returned to the state house on monday as it investigated the object the metal hit with a loud bang on a slab of granite lining a cobblestone walkway about six to eight feet from a security screener and came close to hitting the building itself. Um, Mm -mm. The chief there says it definitely shocked him. He was walking back to the building and got quite a wake-up call. Well, nobody was hurt. But the FAA believes the metal sleeve weighing six to seven pounds came from a wing flap of a large passenger jet. The wow. airlines were notified and all the planes landed safely that day, says the this guy. The, the, <clears throat> the area where the airplane part crashed to the ground is usually busy when the main legislature is in session. And it's routinely used for rallies, protests and press conferences. OK, now they're acting like they can't figure out what plane it came from. Right. Yeah. Mark, if a part of an airplane weighing six to seven pounds 
falls off a plane and they mm-hmm. can't figure out what plane it came from based yep. on we know here's the flight path. We know this is where it had to be. Right. You can narrow this down. Just you and I talking. We can probably pull it up on our computer right now and yeah. find out yeah. time of day, yeah. how many planes were flying over that general area. And then by golly, all you have to do is we've got 27 airplanes. Everybody go look and see what fell off. You know, <laughs> exactly. I mean, is look. this a normal occurrence mm-hmm. that it just seems to happen? The parts fall in the water and we don't hear about it. Yeah. I'm a little freaked out. If you're driving down the road and a six or seven pound part falls off your car, you're going to have to stop <laughs> and figure out what happened. You know, there's two, there's guys sitting in the cockpit of a plane going over that area and they see a warning light. Uh Oh, we had a part fell off. They know somebody knows they're just yep. not saying. And the thing is the guys are driver like you and me going, Hey, you got any piece of tape over there? Like, no, I need electrical tape. I got it. This light's messed up. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, a few minutes ago when we were talking about the part falling off the airplane. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I could think of was Boeing bomb, mm-hmm. you know, and different things that fall off an aircraft on purpose. But, yeah. Um, we were talking about the Truman show, the Jim Carrey movie that came out many years ago. Yeah. But it, it's kind of funny how, uh, when one movie comes out, there will be a couple other movies in the same time period that are similar in, you know, something like with the Truman show, there had been a movie called Ed TV with right. Matthew McConaughey. Remember yeah, that Ron Howard film? I do remember it. Yeah. And I, re- at the time I remember people saying, Oh, they're just saying they're the same type of movie. I'm like, no, they're not. If you've watched them both different, they're similar, but not the same at all. You know? Right, yeah. And anyway, I, I just thought it was interesting because, you know, in the in the Ed TV, it's the idea of basically doing what reality TV kind of does and mm. following somebody around all the time. Except you know, in reality TV, they will stage mock uh, discussions and yeah. you know, fights and things yeah. like that. Whereas right. in this thing, they just put a camera crew because it was uh, remember it was um, the network was called Real TV and it was just boring as all get out. Nobody would watch it. And. Ellen DeGeneres character comes up with the idea. Let's just follow a person around all day, you know, mm. and it became a hit TV show. That was Ed TV. But, um, one of the things that kind of hit me is how, you know, Hollywood does that because they're so creative. If something is being done at one studio, there will be others similar at different, you know, they all want to do the same thing. It's like, they can't even come up with separate ideas. Right. Um, it happened with the movie big, with uh, Tom Hanks in the late 80s, mid to late 80s. If you remember, it, within a couple of uh, months of Big coming out, there were three other movies from other studios. Vice versa was one of them, where there was a, you know, people be, that are adults becoming children or children right. becoming adults. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, uh, that's why I hate uh, people in Hollywood drive me crazy. They just do. Everything about them is wrong, Mark. They're just wrong people. We're not we're not baggy pants people, you know? It's just that whole thing. We're not baggy pants people. <laughs> this is that conversation. This is that that even though we said we weren't going back there, this is this conversation oh, yeah. is coming back yeah. again. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> yeah. We're not having it. No. We're just not having oh, it, Mark. Oh, look, shiny. Yeah. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, uh, you know, we don't usually do uh, political stuff on the show. No. But when Joe Biden actually does something at his home in Delaware, it bears putting out there. And 
he now claims that, uh, you know, he found a rare pearl inside his clam. Oh, really? oh wait a minute. It wasn't Biden. Well, there's only 11 people that live in Delaware, right, Mark? And he's been a United States senator from there forever. That's so. right. I wish we had that. We had, used to have that parody spot. The, oh, the see two, it all before see noon. See it all before noon. Delaware. Yep. It's such Dude, a tiny Dude, my state. brother, you know, my brother was lived in Maryland for 30 years and, you know, raised his kids and was the mayor of his town, was the chief of police. I mean, very involved and actually became a state delegate uh, in, in Maryland. But then being a conservative, uh, well, let's see, white male, middle-aged uh, mm-hmm. conservative Christian Republican. Wow. Um, the Democrats in Maryland were going to have none of that. So they gerrymandered, they they redid the district and drew him so that his di- he lived smack dab in the middle of that district his whole life. Right. And uh, he gets into, he, he becomes a member of, uh, of the House of Delegates or whatever. And they don't like it. So they just redrew it and drew him out. So he, could- <laughs> he couldn't represent Sorry. anymore. <laughs> No, you're done. And yep. so Mike was like, this is ridiculous. And so he moved. He moved to Delaware. He got a job up there. And I'm like, dude, really? I mean, <laughs> when you moved, I mean, I didn't know. And I still don't. But he was like, yeah, it's a pretty small state. Right. You know, but uh, we have a lighthouse and a bridge. And <laughs> <laughs> but so does everyone that lives in that part of the world, you know? I know. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so right. a Delaware diner. It sounds yeah. like we're starting a joke. A yeah. Delaware diner. <laughs> well, a Pennsylvania man made quite a discovery inside a clam that was it was served up to him at uh, a Rehoboth Beach, Re- Delaware restaurant. Inside, a purple pearl. Scott Overland of Phoenixville said he was dining with his wife and children at Salt Air when he made the discovery. Quote, at first, my wife thought it was like a bead or one of those it looked like one of those dot candies on paper um we thought the chef dropped something in there upon closer inspection however they realized the object must have originated inside the shell while the oyster is typically thought of as the pearl producing animal pearls can also form from sand under pressure inside the shells of other mollusks like clams and mussels overland said he plans to have the pearl appraised may hold on to it purple pearls depending on their size and quality can be quite valuable. Some worth thousands of dollars. Hmm. You know, not something I ever thought of or knew. Yeah. The only thing that came to mind is when I, you know, the saw Pearl in the headline on this one. I kept thinking about the Pearl River Resort. You know? Oh, really? <laughs> because, yeah, well, they run those commercials all the time. Oh, I've I never know, been, yeah. but, it's you know, we live in Alabama and, you know, Pearl River is a casino, you know. and Right. <laughs> That's an odd so thing, too. You don't think about casinos in our state. You just no. don't. And then you see these ads for them. And if you travel mm-hmm. if you travel the interstate and you stay on I-65 heading south, you pass by an interstate, right by the right. interstate. By, uh, there's uh, a casino right by the interstate down in South Alabama. And it's like, wait, we have what? we have those here? Didn't <laughs> know that. Okay. We do. Yeah. Well, when I saw Pearl in the headline at Pearl River, I'm like, Pfft. you know, because we get into like, call me Alabama, Pearl River. Okay. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know a little bit ago when we were talking about somebody finding a purple pearl in a clam mark yeah um you know it's funny i that was it's one of those things where you're going i don't think i've ever heard of this before but you know what i did and i i kept thinking this doesn't sound that unfamiliar to me Hmm. but you know I've told you before with my mom, uh, being born on the outer banks of North Carolina oh, yeah. and my family on her side, all coming from a place called Ocracoke Island, 
um, they do a lot of clamming out there. Right. And I did know about oysters. Yeah, I mean, about clams having pearls. It's just that I always, it's one of those things where, you know, when you hear it when you're young and you hear these stories, you kind of believe them. But then as you get older, you're like, they were messing with me, you know? <laughs> and that's what I was, all, so I did. For years when I was a kid, I thought that was possible. But then I thought as I got older, they were messing with me, you know? Yeah. And so, because you're out there clamming and trying to, you're trying to get as many as you can just to see if you can find a pearl. <laughs> and, you know, then I find, so then I thought they did that just to mess with me when I was 13. Wow. And now I find out it's a real thing. I'm like, wow, wow. Now I, I feel really bad about my Uncle Monford now, you know? Yeah. Well, I've heard stories about people finding pearls in oysters in restaurants, you know, where clams. Oh, I'm talking about oysters. Oh, just oh like okay. Oyster. And I, and it, because you don't think about that, you hear about people ordering oysters, getting them fried, getting them, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you don't, you don't think about, oh, that's where pearls come from, you know? Right. And then, and I remember, uh, I remember my mom, uh, biting into an oyster and coming and you know, pulling out. And it's so tiny. It's not worth anything. It's a little bitty, tiny thing, but you do find them in oysters sometimes in restaurants. And oh, wow. Yeah. So that's funny. Yeah. But like you said, don't don't think I, you just don't think about clams being a source of mussels. no, no, or mussels. And by yeah. by the way, one last little sidebar: Why does anybody eat mussels? What what made you think you know the stinkiest thing I can find? I'm going to put in my mouth. I, I don't know that, that and boiled cabbage. Those are the. T- it's like you may as well go to a locker room and find the dirty socks, put that in boiled water, and serve that to your family. Here you go. There's so- I, just to show you I love you. I found the stinkiest thing I can find: mussels and cabbage. Ooh. Here. Life radio.fm Mark and Mac show and Mark, I got it. Yeah. You were watching a show. Were you on watching this on YouTube? Yeah, it was, was that where that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Mark and I were talking about just crazy things that people do, crazy things that people eat. And yep. you know, look, we are believers. We love Jesus, but you know, we do live on planet earth amongst <laughs> other human beings. Right. And we yeah. look around and go, why, <laughs> why did somebody think it was a good idea to even try this? Yep. Okay. Yep. Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, I'll go back to the clams for a minute because I know that <laughs> I had relatives that thought, "Hey, let's." Sit. They they would sit around and they they you know open the clams and they'd put them over a little Bunsen burner or whatever and just yeah. they'd swallow them. Yeah. They never cheat. I'm like, okay, how is it that you have fun eating something that you just swallow whole? Mm-hmm. You don't chew. You don't really taste anything, and and you chase it with a beer. Mm. I'm thinking, and there you go. <laughs> Right. That's it. The things you don't understand as a child. And it's like, right. you know, you grow up and you're like, okay, so basically, basically some, some men will do anything to make an excuse for sitting around with their other buddies, yeah. telling war stories and yeah. drinking. That's what because that's is, the yeah. only reason, you know, yep. and it just, so Mark goes, yeah, that's kind of the, that's the only reason there is crystal or white castle, you know? <laughs> They only exist to feed people late at night on the way home. Oh, gosh. I know I have eaten my fair share of crystals without alcohol being involved, okay? And, and yeah. in my younger days, back when, when I had a cast iron stomach, that's just it. Because right. when you're younger, you'll eat anything and everything and go, oh, yes. that was awesome. And then if oh, you yeah. have stomach issues, you'll brag about it. Yeah, you wouldn't believe. But, you know, <laughs> but later mm. in life, like Jane and I went to White Castle in uh, – in Orlando when we were down there. And in why January. did you do that? That's what I really want to know okay. why. Our friend Joel, who moved to Orlando from Hawaii, 
uh, suggested White Castle. It's the largest, the <sighs> biggest White Castle anywhere. It's the largest okay. White Castle restaurant. They built it in oh. Orlando. And so it's kind of a landmark. It's kind of a unique thing. And he said, let's go there. And I said, uh, okay, okay, fine. Because I know White Castle, if you know, White Castle is just a dressed up crystal hamburgers is okay. pretty much what it right. is. And um, so we go and we have White Castle. <laughs> we haven't even finished our time at the table sitting there catching <laughs> up, talking, and my stomach is talking to me. Like, what oh. have you done? You know? Wow. <laughs> and I saw this guy on this YouTube video. He said, you know, I haven't been to this White Castle yet. I'm going to go try that today. Okay. And he lays out, <laughs> he, he, he orders a variety of the White Castle burgers. He's got like five different ones in front of him. And they're little bitty things. They're little bitty sliders, right? He's right. got five yeah. of them and some fries. And he's got his drink. And, and I'm thinking, Wow. He's going to get through those five White Castles, and his stomach is going to be talking to him. Mm. And sure enough, uh, he gets through with his time at White Castle, and he's kind of reviewing the food, and he cuts in. He cuts in for some time in the future. He's holding the camera in his kitchen and says, hey, Tim from the future here. (laughs) After eating the White Castles, my stomach was not happy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, being a radio cat, you know, we have – promotional things that happen from time to time mm-hmm. and yeah. people will hey we you know the sales guy hey i got crystal and that's in our area in the southeast right. crystal is the uh white yeah. and and so guy brings in a bunch of crystal hamburgers and you know mark this is good grief 25 years ago i guess <laughs> and i thought you know it, why not i'm hungry you know and uh i just remember as i was eating other people looking at me like what's wrong with him you know it's like <laughs> I'll bet you 10 bucks a smells kid eats it. That kind of thing. You know, that's what, <laughs> that's how they were looking at me, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they were cheap. I remember as a kid, I, I, I vividly remember as a kid, my Brent, my dad bringing home what looked like a grocery sack full of crystals and it cost him about right. five bucks. And <laughs> And so they were there at that time. They were really cheap. So if you wanted food, a lot of it cheap, you could go buy crystal and get a bunch of it, mm. <laughs> but you better swing by and pick up some Pepto on the way. Well, I was going to say the best thing about doing that though, if you were the, the, the parent, you know, and you had a couple of kids is the one way you guaranteed saving money on food. The next couple of days would buy them a bunch of crystals today because <laughs> they ain't eating the next day, man. <laughs> Life radio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know um mark I got a, something funny happened the other day and uh, it was well okay the other day could have been three years ago i don't know yeah. together, but <laughs> anyway um this uh, top baby names okay mm-hmm. um that parents google to check if they're socially acceptable names i saw this story and it reminded me of Ladon and i were talking about something and it hasn't been that long ago but this discussion led us to watching the movie 13 going on 30. Oh, have you ever seen the movie? Uh, I believe I have. Yeah. I think Jennifer Garner. Yeah. I watched it with Jane once a long time ago. Okay. Interesting film, but, um, it was set in like 1987. Uh, that's where the little 13 year old is. Okay. When she turns 13, it's in 87. And yet, and you could tell this movie was written and produced by some women, you know, telling a story of growing up. And if you ever want to know that women actually do lie about their age, all you have to do is watch that movie because the music used in the soundtrack 
does not match the year. It's oh, actually okay. five years earlier. Okay. And anyway, I'm so LaDonna and I were talking. Now, again, I don't know how we ended up on that subject, okay, but we did. And she looked at me and she, I'm not kidding, Mark, because it's so glaring to me that a couple of the really big parts of that movie are set around the wrong time period, the wrong music. I mean, by 1987, Rick Springfield was not a heartthrob anymore. Right. And Jesse's girl was on the oldie station. You know, yeah. Michael Jackson's yeah. thriller video was not being played on MTV anymore because mm -hmm. bad was coming out and people were tired of the thriller stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was that old. And yet in this movie set in 87, the dance sequence to Thriller is a pivotal part of the movie. And Rick Springfield is also a pivotal part. <laughs> and anyway, so I just thought, why would you believe anybody in a, where they lie about something and, and really marry it like that? So much so that he, they're lying about their I'm five years younger than I am. But you cannot forget that Jesse's Girl and Thriller all came out in 82. You know, you see, this is what happens when I recommend a movie to Dave, just so you know, I recommend guardians of the galaxy because it's a fun science fiction movie. It's, it's sci-fi, but it's also comedy. It's fun. And it's got yeah. a great soundtrack. What Dave mm -hmm. comes back with is, I guess it was all wrong because the, the songs, the songs on his tape were all from the wrong period. It was just wrong. And that's, that's what it, I don't get. I don't get that was a fun story or this or that. I get ah, the music was all wrong. That's what I get back from Dave. <laughs> I do want to apologize for that. Because, you know. But I recommend another, another amazing movie that you would probably love like crazy called Yesterday. <laughs> which is all yeah. it's all about this it's about this guy mm -hmm. who who has an accident and the power goes off around the whole world when he has this accident and and when he comes to nobody but him remembers the beatles yep. and i recommend that yeah you won't watch it I just don't Be, you know why <laughs> because i've wanted to watch it and i'm actually i've got it right here oh i know and i'm actually I, i'm gonna watch it when and i'm not kidding i'm gonna watch it when i feel like i'm in that really good space in my life uh, that i can take yeah. it that day because right. i want to enjoy the movie the whole concept of the movie cracks me up it, be, it just reminds me of you know in the movie uh, peggy sue got married uh -huh. when peggy sue goes back in time yeah. and her boyfriend played by nicholas cage with a really weird sounding nasally voice when mm. he's a teenager yeah um he she uh, is trying to help his career out and she writes down the lyrics for she loves you by the beatles mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. he said you know not bad for your first outing um but i, I changed the yeah yeah yes to ooh 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 she loves you ooh 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 you love me ooh 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 mark and mac mornings only on life radio.fm liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and uh you know mark when you and jane um had your son joe back way 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 back in the uh, early days of uh radio and communication mm -hmm. um did y'all chisel it out in stone tablets to tell your family no i'm kidding <laughs> so how did y'all come up with the name was joe a family name no no uh actually we just went for biblical names his name is uh, oh, okay. Joseph. His name is Joseph Paul. So, oh, yeah. I thought his middle name was Technicolor Ring. Okay, well, <laughs> Justin. All right, so top baby names that parents Google to check if they're socially acceptable. Yeah, 
apparently that's the thing nowadays. I, you just want to make sure, oh, we don't want to have any stigma wow. associated with our kid's name, you know? All I could think of was that episode of Saturday Night Live back in the 70s when they were making fun of smuckers, you know? Oh, yeah. Names for jams. Right, yeah. And it's yeah. like, I mean, that, that's the kind of name I want to find for a child now, you know? Yeah. Dog vomit, monkey puss. With names like <laughs> dog vomit and monkey, it's got to yeah. be some great jam. Yeah, that, that yeah. kind of thing. Right, yeah. Holy wow. free holies. Mm, well, some people just, that's what they do. They look up yeah. uh, the, they, they look up names and they decide I, I want to change my kid's name or sometimes an adult right. will want to change their name. Uh, at least that's what the social security administration is telling us. Um, uh-huh. and depending on what your first name is, you it's, it's likely you may have at some point in your life, you're un- unhappy with your first name. Why did my parents name me this? You know? Yeah. Well, Leonard, yeah. <laughs> it's got nerd in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, data from the Social uh, Security Administration shows that certain names are changed more often than others. They hmm. uh, recently told the Washington Post which names are the most often changed. And the Washington Post says the administration used information from 2017 until the present. And the top two most changed names were atypical names. They were uh, Isak, I-S-S-A-C. And Cole, C-H-O-L-E. And they believe that these are misspellings of Isaac and Chloe. Okay, now I get it. I could not figure that out looking at the list without reading the whole thing. I was going, why would that? I did not even catch Mm -hmm. they were misspelled. Right, Ah. yeah. Um, Okay. There's no way to know for certain, but that's what they guess. And um, these are, let's say, say I've got a, a... the, the rankings here, the top 10 of the most changed and the most adopted names. And the okay, no- so when somebody, the, the most changed, obviously, is you're, you were named Frederick and you want to change it to Freddie. Or something else. Yeah, some other name yes. entirely. Like, and number one right. was, number one was Isaac, which ends mm-hmm. up the most adopted first. The number one is Isaac. And apparently right. that, uh, that is that common, that frequent that that happens. It's number one. And then number wow. two was Cole, C-H-O-L-E, Cole. And then it becomes Chloe. Right. Uh, number that three was sense. Aiden, uh, the most changed name, mm-hmm. Aiden, A-I-D-E-N. Number four was Connor, then Elliot, Michael, James, Isabella, Sophia, and <laughs> sorry, Dave, but David is number 10. Hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. And the most adopted name. Okay, well, if somebody hit you get named David and you're like, I don't want to be that. Yeah. I always wanted to be Davidia. But these, gonna, actually, you know what? I look in the mirror and I see Ralph. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Change my name to Ralph. But the most adopted names, this is what get me gets me, where Isaac and Chloe were no, one and two. Right. Number three was Sebastian. Sebastian? You to become Sebastian. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> wanted to be a Sebastian. Number four yeah, is beautiful William. Beautiful day for a daydream. <laughs> number four Talk was William. It. Number five, Olivia. Then there's number six is Michael. Then Elijah, Matthew, Connor, and Jonathan. But number three, Sebastian. Hmm. Why? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, Mark. There's <laughs> got to be something about it. I never uh, names say a lot, I guess. But uh. you know, parents spend a lot of time focused over the first kid. But after that, it's kind of like you look at them, especially if you got a family that has like seven kids. Yeah. The last one has just got a nickname. You know, like they they write it down. Just call him Bill. <laughs> You're lucky you're Is not. Is that short for William? You're lucky you're not named number seven, you know? <laughs> right. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And hey, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, 
We really do because uh, those of you who listen, you know, all morning long, we thank you. Those of you who listen to the podcast and listen to it that way, thank you. Um, but I want to make something very clear. A little while ago when we were talking about White Castle slash Crystals, talking yeah. about burgers and yeah. stuff, um, the, we're not on some kind of burger kick today. Oh, it's no. just the way no. it is. Um, <laughs> now, the fact that I'm wearing my cardboard, you know, Burger King uh, crown for the day, you know, <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with it. But no, here's no. the headline. Boyfriend jailed after felonious cheeseburger battery at Burger King. <laughs> Don't you wish you'd been the one that got to write the title to this article? Don't you wish? Oh, my word. (laughs) During an argument at Burger King, a Florida man, it had to be, threw a cheeseburger at his girlfriend with such force that when the sandwich (laughs) struck the back of her head, the woman fell over a curb onto the ground. Oh, come on, Mark. That's what the police are charging. According to a criminal (laughs) complaint, 41-year-old James Hunt and his girlfriend and cohabitant argued Saturday afternoon about the victim not eating her food at a Burger King in Clearwater. Uh, That's that's somewhere near Tampa. It's in the Tampa Bay area. The dispute turned violent, the cops say, when the 53-year-old woman began to leave the restaurant. That's when Hunt allegedly threw a cheeseburger at the victim, striking her in the back of the head. This action caused caused the victim to fall over a curb onto the ground. The victim's chin and lip hit the pavement, resulting in an abrasion and a cut. Upon arriving at the Burger King, cops observed blood on the victim's shirt and shorts and cheese on her shirt and in her hair. A Burger King worker told the cops that before Hunt walked away from the restaurant, he struck the victim in the head while she was on the ground. <laughs> Good grief, man. This is this guy's a gem. He's a keeper, ladies. Uh, while Hunt reportedly admitted to throwing the burger at the victim, he denied striking her while she was down. Hunt also told police that he didn't think the cheeseburger strike caused her to slip on the curb and fall to the ground. Man, I'm I'm beginning to wonder... Why do we not have alcohol in this story, Mark? Uh-huh. Because usually, you know, when you have something like this, there, there, there is alcohol involved. But yeah. I'm not seeing it. So, yeah. wait a minute. How big is this burger? All right. <laughs> wait. Maybe this was the non-meat burger, burger, Mark. Yeah, maybe it is. It's the Whopper. Maybe it's a double yeah. Whopper. You know, <laughs> it was the What's Upper. What's up? What is up with that? What's in it? <laughs> Boy, talk about have it your way. Here you go. I'll give it to you your way. (laughs) LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, we've had uh, a couple of odd stories this morning. Hmm? The, uh, well, but the fight with the, you know, getting hit in the head from behind with with a hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. And that leading to, you know charges i i i get it okay it, because if i'm clumsy and i can trip over something and mm-hmm. i mean it becomes a whole thing it's just right. i keep in my head i'm thinking all right so you were having such a bad day and the argument was over not eating all your food so you throw are we dealing with five-year-olds or 50-year-olds you know that's kind of what i was thinking but then i saw this and i thought i gotta tell mark because it is an Alabama story. Oh. And usually when we have these, they're, boy, right up there. And this is a good one, okay? okay. Here's your headline. Alabama woman claims her sister-in-law and two nieces brutally beat her after going out to a bar. <laughs> okay. Now, 
Yeah. Here's what it says, Mark. Just going to give you that. And mainly because um, apparently they quoted this woman directly. All right. But here's the story. An Alabama woman claimed that her sister-in-law and two nieces attacked her while at a bar last week with one of them using a pair of brass knuckles. Oh, wow. A woman walking around with brass knuckles. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, these are not the kind of women you actually want to argue with at Crystal's at two in the morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lola Weaver suffered a broken nose, fractured sinus cavity, scratches to her body, and needed three stitches on her face. Wow. She said that she was with her sister-in-law, Tammy Bird, and her two nieces, Carissa and Ashley Bird, at a bar in Centronelle, where she claimed one of her nieces suddenly attacked her. Wow. Now, do you know where Centronelle is? Centronelle? No. Okay. I know the name. Right. I've heard of it many times, uh, but okay. I don't know exactly where it is. <laughs> but right, you can, this bet, is what it you says. can bet right now I'm looking it up. <laughs> right. Well, this is what she told the TV station, okay? My sister-in-law's daughter just jumped me and went to hit me for pure nothing. And I didn't know what to think. I didn't know it was her that hit me. Wow. I like that, though. Hit me for pure nothing. That's funny. So Weaver said that she left the bar, but that the three women confronted her in the street when she entered her car. Uh-huh. She reached, she said, she reached in and hit me with a pair of brass knuckles. After I went over in the seat, they came through the window wow. and unlocked the door and tried dragging me out. <laughs> now, the Centronelle police chief, Chris McLean, told the TV station that police don't know the motive for the attacks and, quote, there was very poor decision making that night by some family members. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> Said she didn't know why her family members would attack her, saying that they used to visit each other and never spoke ill of one another. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm looking at the mug shots of these women. They're all smiling. <laughs> I mean, they're looking proud of themselves here, buddy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Just wondering oh, which man. one had the brass knuckles, you know? Holy I mean, moly. Dude, is that... Brass knuckles, not something I associate with women going out for a night on the town, you know? No, no, it's just, it's just, wow. <laughs> but I'm looking at the way these women look, okay? And mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they're getting booked into jail, that, you know, the police are called. They they didn't, like, get them the next day and take them in. I'm looking right. at them thinking yeah. this is how they went out that night, and I'm going, yeah. wow. Yeah, <laughs> okay. This is, uh, yikes. Okay, yeah, just yikes. yikes. Is re- yeah. Uh, just Bless FYI, Citronelle is uh, is north of Mobile. Okay, um, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 closer to Mississippi than it is to Mobile, but it's okay. You know, it's it's out yeah. in the country. It's not a big place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm thinking this bar might have been in a single wide mark. You know, <laughs> you may be right. I'm looking at it, and it's not a big town. It's really not a big town at all. <laughs> it's. I, maybe you know you may be right it may be it may be in a single wide because the town's not big enough to have a waffle house <laughs> life radio.fm mark and mag show and uh, i'm looking around to see if i have brass knuckles anywhere around here mark and i'm not finding them I'm, I'm you know 
So we have a story about Alabama. You know, I would have dealt with the Burger King, the or I, right. you know, hitting somebody with a Whopper. Yeah, you know that that's one thing. But if you're hanging out with somebody that has brass knuckles in their pocketbook in yeah. their purse, <laughs> yeah, I, really, uh-huh. this, we're not thinking of the dainty girl who got a pink twenty-two pistol. You know, we're right. talking yeah. about brass knuckles. If she carries brass knuckles in the purse, she's ready for battle, man. That's yeah. just yeah. I mean, think about that. Is this the kind of woman you want to take home, you know, and say, hey, guess what? Yeah. We met when she showed me her brass knuckles at the bar. <laughs> so anyway. And I started looking at the map, right? If right. I was telling you that I'd found this place. I found someplace called Mama's Place. And I, well, that sounds right. like it could be a bar, you know. <laughs> and actually, no. Um, oh. I don't think so. It's in a, it looks like it's in the same building as, uh, here, let me, let me pull up the satellite view. It's in the same. Now this is what's weird. Here's what's really weird, Mark, is back in the day, we could make up stories and nobody could verify it. Okay. We could have made up a whole story about moms, but now here we are. And Mm -hmm. Mark is going to zero in using, you know, satellites are locking. Satellites (laughs) are linking up in space. You got got the tater. (laughs) You got the tater. It's a place called Betty Joe's lounge. And it (laughs) looks, I would almost bet you this is where this place is. Wow. And and it's just, it's, it's like, it's so small. (laughs) It's so small. I mean, oh, well, I just, just look it up yourself. Just look up Citronelle, Alabama. All right, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna tattletale on my brother-in-law David. But back in the day when David uh, imbibed, uh, you know, I would get a call occasionally because I always told him, just please don't drink and drive. I Mm. I I will pick you up. I'll get you. Just don't drink and drive, okay? And I'm not kidding. He calls me to come and pick him up, and um, I it was kind of early in the day. I mean, for him, it wasn't like you know, it was like five six o'clock in the afternoon kind of thing. Right. And uh, it wasn't that far from my house, and uh, you know, I do live in kind of a, a rednecky place. And uh, look, I don't mean that in a mean way. I live here. I love yeah. it. I've chose you know. And so, for any of my friends that are listening right now that think I'm not casting aspersions on our neighborhood, casting aspersions on the neighborhood I'm getting ready to tell you about because, <laughs> <laughs> dude. He tells me where it is, and I drive over there. I can't find it, and I'm like, "It's in." He's obviously giving me directions to the wrong place because I'm in a neighborhood, and it's like it's not a trailer park, but it's a neighborhood that has a lot of uh, trailers, and uh, which again, not uncommon for where I live. But anyway, I thought, well, maybe he uh, is at work in his car. You know, maybe he needs to jump. I mean, I thought maybe I just misunderstood because. I thought I was picking him up at a bar to take him home, but I'm in a neighborhood, you know? Right. And it was a bar in the back of this trailer <laughs> that people live in. And Mark, they had like the front part of the trailer was, you know, where the family lived. Mm-hmm. And the back part was a bar. And the thing is, when you went in the front door, you had to walk through the area where the family lives wow. to get to the bar. And. <laughs> I mean, I walk in and there's these kids watching cartoons and uh, I'm like, I'm looking for my brother-in-law. Y'all have y'all, is he working? And oh no, he's in the bar. What? What? Oh, that is so weird. Yeah. That, and this is the kind of place I'd expect to find a a woman with brass knuckles, you know? Right, right, right. Right next to her, you know, 
aunt, grandma, papa with a mullet, you know? <laughs> well, you know how it is when you, do you ever look at maps just out of curiosity to see what's yes. around you? Yeah, I, I do that all yeah. the time. And I, I, okay. so I'm looking at maps one day around where I live in the, uh, in the lovely, the lovely community of Remlap, Alabama, right? Remlap. Wait, is, just FYI, what is Remlap, Mark? For those of us not yeah. familiar with this part of Alabama, Remlap is Palmer spelled backwards. There you go. <laughs> there were two, uh, the story I was told was there were two brothers, uh, there were, and one of them established the community called Palmerdale and the other one said, well, fine. And he established Remlap, which, <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I'm looking at Matt. This is like that Texas story about I'm a hog and you're a hog, uh, right? Yeah, it kind of is. Anyway, yeah. so I'm, I'm looking at the maps and I see, I, I keep seeing a listing for a bar. And it's not that I want to go to a bar, yeah. not that I'm interested in frequenting the mm-hmm. establishment, but I'm thinking, isn't that, isn't that just like neighborhoods? <laughs> And sure enough, right across the highway from us, not too far from the Dollar General, there's a listing for a bar. And there's here's a place it's there's a place called the Cottage Inn. And I have no <laughs> I need to go I I guess I need to drive back in there and sit, put eyes on it myself because it's just why, you know, <laughs> but it's got to be the same as this thing that, that we're looking at in uh, Citronelle, mm-hmm. Betty Joe's lounge, yeah. you know, it's a little <laughs> tiny place, you know, I just, it makes me wonder how many people are, are carrying brass knuckles across the highway at the cottage. Right. Inn. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yes. It's just not a con. I mean, it, you know what? If you have a gun in your purse, I get that. Okay. Protection, whatever. Right. But brass knuckles means you're fighting man you're uh-huh. you're planning you not just this is not a defense mechanism this is mm-hmm. i am ready right. I, you know right, this your is honor, the one that yeah your honor the fact that she was carrying brass knuckles shows intent <laughs> yes it does uh-huh. intent to destroy anybody that comes near you know <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know in, in life when you're on the back nine head towards the clubhouse you know you it, it just different time okay mm-hmm. like uh, for example mike tyson yesterday or day before yesterday there was a picture of him being wheeled through uh the airport in i think florida and it was like wow this you know heavyweight former heavyweight champion in his mid-50s and he can't walk you know and mm. and anyway if you read it it looked bad i mean it's like the guy's dying, you know, and hmm. he had said on his podcast, I think in the last couple of weeks, something about his expiration date, you know, wow. he, looks, he sees these spots on his face and thinks, man, <laughs> expiration date's coming closer, you know, hmm. and then they have him, you know, and anyway, he was telling me he has a, a back condition from, you know, being, a lot of athletes do have back problems later in life. Yeah. And uh, it was just acting up that day. That's all. Hmm. But anyway, I thought about that and I thought how different it is for people. Some people when they are in their seventies look like they're, you know, they're out working and, and, you know, like mm-hmm. they are in their fifties yeah. while other people in their seventies are ready just to lay down and take the dirt nap. Right. It's just yeah. different for all of us. Yeah. So, I mean, remember Larry Adcock when Larry, we were working with him back in the day and yeah. he was in his seventies mm-hmm. and working every day. And, yeah. you know, yep. just, he was, I mean, I don't know how effective he was, but I know he showed up every day. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's at least a decade older than I am. And a lot of days I'm like, 
Why? Yeah. You know, well, the, well, you know, he actually, it's funny because Larry was working every day as our boss and everything else, you know, wearing a tie and all that at the same age that my father-in-law was when he died. Mm. And, you know, my father-in-law looked very, very old, you know, and yeah. anyway, anyway, just different. So when you see 99 year old woman meets her 100th great grandchild. Yeah. Yeah. What would it be like to live that long? I wow, yeah. never, I didn't think I was going to make it this old. So. Right. Yeah. Well, a 99-year-old Pennsylvania woman got to meet her 100th great-grandchild in person earlier this month. It was a once-in-a-lifetime event for Marguerite Peg Kohler, also known as Grandmom, to Christine (laughs) Balster um, and her husband, Patrick Balster, who was absolutely ecstatic to meet baby caller William Balster after his birth on August 4th. Stokes, uh, let's see, Stokes Balster says, uh, we went to grandmom's, introduced her to Kohler, who was named after the family name. She was absolutely ecstatic, limited words for sure. She was just so happy and felt so blessed and lucky to be holding him. In total, the 99-year-old matriarch has 11 children, 56 grandchildren, and 100 great-grandkids. Caller wow. was lucky number 100 and arrived a week after his due date, weighing in at nine pounds, six ounces. Wow. Mom's going to remember that oh, yeah. forever. Yeah, yep. that's Made true. me wait a week, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a big baby. But baby, grandbaby, great grandbaby, number 100. Wow. Mm. That's, man. But she had 11 children. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a load on its own. That's, that's true. 99 years old can you imagine what it'd be like to live that i mean i it never occurred to me that i would be alive at this age yeah. so i feel like i'm on living on borrowed time you know you heard about tulsa time i'm living on borrowed time wow 11 kids i have yeah. a pastor friend who says it's not parenting until you're outnumbered well <laughs> she was <laughs> parenting wow liferadio.fm mark and mac show you know we joke about different things on while we're doing the show like one of my worst things to do is to actually pull facebook up and start looking while we're trying (laughs) to do the program oh no (laughs) well i emailed you a picture a little while ago i was on facebook it just it defines me it is the definition of dave okay but uh, anyway But one of these other things, and it's, um, again, one of these sponsored things to get you to click through, right? Yeah. And um, one of the ones that always, it cracks me up, people using uh, text messaging, uh, especially Mm -hmm. parents texting their kids or whatever, and they they just make stupid decisions, you know, or whatever. But anyway, there's this one, and it's it's, uh, cringeworthy people, uh, and it's texting, okay? And (laughs) apparently... All right, this is this is the text you see. Um, like, I'm her boyfriend. Don't text her again. You don't want a problem with me. Hmm. And the guy texts back to this guy, bro. She's my coworker. I just need her to take my shift next week. <laughs> you know. Uh oh. So yeah. But I'm thinking. You know. It's just one of those things that you think sometimes. How you know how people are, and yep. I will tell you that. You know, texting and emailing and things like you gotta be so careful with that, you know, because you might be sitting there laughing and ha- cutting up and having a good time, and you send a message that, without the laughing and chuckling and everything else in the intent, right, it comes across as just not being kind or whatever, mm, yeah, and it can create 
a whole raft of problems for you. So I just, I don't know. I, I like, um, uh, what was the, um, there was one, it was like using those terms like LOL, um, or, and, and mom, uh, mom had, oh, what was, oh, it was like, um, she had written her son uh, or her daughter about a relative dying. And, um, she, at the end of this message about her, you know, the relative passing away, uh, she writes, LOL. Oh, no. And the kid writes her back, Mom, what are you laughing at? Granny died or whatever. And mm -hmm. she's like, what are you talking about? I'm not laughing. I'm crying. She goes, yeah, but why would you use LOL? She goes, what do you think that means? And I thought it meant lots of love. Oh. <laughs> and the girl uh -oh. goes, no, it means laugh out loud. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I sent that out to everybody. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And, uh, you know, Mark, we were, Mark and I have been having this ongoing conversation off the air today. Um, not in a bad way. I mean, it's no, not like no, we're arguing no. or anything. It's just, no, no. you know, it's about show um, business. It's just something that started it, yeah. early. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and it's like everything weaves through this over time. But mm -hmm. during the course of the show, I realized a minute ago that uh, we, you and I both have, well, not drop the ball because the show's not over yet. It's close. But we haven't had a Guinness Book of World Records story, Mark. You're, and you're if we don't have one, I will be at a meeting. My name's Dave. <laughs> well, we can't have that. What is that? It's a major award. Uh -huh. Shucks, I Feel better. Know, Dad. It looks like a lamb. <laughs> the Florida woman who holds the Guinness World Record for the longest locks said uh, and we're talking about uh dreadlocks here said <laughs> oh okay her tendrils of hair oh. have now reached a length of 110 feet 60 what? year old asha mandela was first awarded the record for the longest locks in 2009 when her locks were measured at 19 feet, six and a half inches. And the record holder said her hair has now reached a length of 110 feet. Now this is taking them all together, measuring them one by one oh. and then adding the length, adding the, oh, all okay. Together, right? okay. Right. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's like, she'd have to have a trailer, you know, <laughs> she's got a little red wagon just for her hair. Mandela, who lives in Claremont said she was, she first started growing her locks when she moved to the United States from Trinidad and Tobago more than 40 years ago. Quote, I don't like the term dreadlocks because I don't think there's anything dread about my locks. I refer to my own hair as my royal crown of locks or my cobra. That's completely sane. Uh, Mandela said she usually carries her hair around in a cloth sling to prevent it from dragging on the ground or straining her neck. When I'm ready to go into my sleep chamber with my cobra baby. What? I know. I go into my sleep chamber with my cobra baby. I would have them tied up in a little sack and we cuddle and talk to each other, she says. Wow. That's completely sane. Um, Mandela's yeah. husband, Emmanuel Chege, a professional lock stylist from Nairobi, Kenya, spends hours <laughs> each week on maintaining her hair. Mandela said wow. she plans to continue growing her locks. Quote, I will never see or feel that there's a time I would want to cut my hair. It's never going to happen. Wow. You know, Mark, right now there are people planning the theft. 
you know, I'm going to get her. You know, she'll go to sleep. I just, you know, I, oh, I'm thinking whenever there are, there are Guinness, well, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm thinking we found the woman who got hit in the head with the burger a while ago. She tripped over her hair. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark a little bit ago we had the uh woman with the 110 foot long hair okay? right yeah yeah now in between the time that you began chasing some kind of uh, guinness book of world records like that and the time yeah. that you actually reach it you know mm-hmm. what do you do for a living you know we, <laughs> yeah it's like the i'm sure like, you know, hair is probably yeah, better than fingernails. Yeah, but. I was just thinking that. We had the story about the fingernails the other day. Yeah. And they're that long and you've spent all those years right. growing those fingernails. Well, um <laughs> how do you do <laughs> any you can't do anything for yourself, right? Right. Now the hair is a different thing, you know, she puts it in a in a sling and carries it around. It's right. you know, but that's that she Yeah, but she talks to it, she sleeps with it, she uh, pets it, she uh, thinks it's like a thing. I mean, come on. I know. You're in an interview <laughs> for a job. And so tell me about yourself. Just, just, just tell me some hobby things. What do you do in your private life? Oh, wait a minute. You cuddle your, your hair. Uh-huh. You talk and, to uh, your hair. You, you okay. Divide, and talk to it. And uh, so. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. What was that you called your hair? Your cobra? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize. We just, don't hire, we just don't hire people that are already crazy. You know, <laughs> We prefer to drive them crazy ourselves. <laughs> But you know what? We have an opening. Mr. Biden needs another driver. Would you be interested in? They need somebody to screen his meds. You could fit the job. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm.